everyone! Welcome to our first ever episode of the Open Secret Podcast, in which we talk about topics that are not talked about enough and shed light to topics relating to one's mental health. We're your hosts, Leigh and Patricia. So, what did you eat for lunch today, Pat? Ooh, I had grilled salmon with mashed potatoes, Leigh. What about you? <gasps> that sounds so delicious! I'm so jealous of you! But to answer your question, thank you for asking that by the way, I ate spinach and chicken earlier today. I know, so boring and so healthy, but it was delicious and I'm grateful for good food. Anyways, um, since we're already on the topic of food, let's talk about a topic that also relates to eating. Um, obviously, there's going to be a trigger warning and viewer discretions is advised because what we're going to be talking about today might be triggering and might be disturbing for some of you guys. So yeah, but if you couldn't already tell, we're going to be talking about eating disorders. Yes, I think it's important for us to talk about eating disorders and raise awareness in it. So first, I'm going to start with what is an eating disorder, as some of you might only heard of it, but don't actually know what it is. An eating disorder is a serious mental illness characterized by eating, exercise, and body weight or shape becoming an unhealthy preoccupation of someone's life. Today, we're going to be talking about six types of eating disorders. The first one is something I'm sure most people have heard about. Um, can you guess what it is, Lei? Hmm, let me think. Oh, is it anorexia nervosa? Yes, you're right. It is anorexia nervosa. Is an eating disorder characterized by weight loss or lack of appropriate weight gain in growing children, difficulties maintaining appropriate body weight for height, age, and stature, and in many individuals, distorted body image. People with anorexia generally restrict the number of calories and types of food they eat. Some people with the disorder also exercise compulsively, purge via vomiting and laxatives, and or binge eat. I see. Thank you for that. Another type of eating disorder is ARFID, which stands for Avoidant Restrictive Food Intake Disorder. ARFID is basically similar to anorexia in a way that both disorders involve limitations in the amount or types of food that is consumed. However, unlike anorexia, ARFID does not involve any distress about body shape, size, or fears of fatness. ARFID is also a new diagnosis in the DSM-5 and was previously referred to as Selective Eating Disorder. A person with ARFID does not consume enough calories to grow and develop properly. The effects on children result in stalled weight gain and stunned vertical growth. The results in adults, however, are obviously weight loss. ARFID can also result in problems at school and or work due to difficulties eating with others and needing extended times to eat. The next one I'm going to be talking about is Binge Eating Disorder, or BED. BED is a severe life-threatening and treatable eating disorder characterized by recurrent episodes of eating large quantities of food, often very quickly and to the point of discomfort. A feeling of a loss of control during the binge, experiencing shame, distress, or guilt afterwards, and not regularly using unhealthy compensatory measures such as purging to counter the binge eating. It is the most common eating disorder in the United States. BED is one of the newest eating disorders formally recognized in the DSM-5. Before, the most recent revision in 2013, 
BED was listed as a subtype of ED and OS, now referred to OS-FED. The change is important because some insurance companies will not cover eating disorder treatment without a DSM diagnosis. And while now we're on the topic of OSFED and EDNOS, I'm gonna explain more about what they are. So, OSFED is Other Specified Feeding and Eating Disorders, and it was previously known as EDNOS, which is Eating Disorder Not Otherwise Specified, in the past editions of the Diagnostics and Statistical Manual. Despite being considered a catch-all classification that was sometimes denied insurance coverage for treatment as it was seen as less serious, OSFED or EDNOS is a serious life-threatening and treatable disorder. The category was developed to encompass those individuals who did not meet the strict diagnostic criteria for anorexia nervosa or bulimia nervosa, but still had a significant eating disorder. In community clinics, the majority of individuals were historically diagnosed with ED and OS. Another type of eating disorder is the UFED, which stands for Unspecified Feeding or Eating Disorder. The UFED applies to presentations in which symptoms characteristics of a feeding and eating disorder that can cause clinically significant distress or impairment in social, occupational, or other important areas of function. The UFED is used in situations in which the clinician chooses not to specify the reason that the criteria are not met for a specific eating or feeding disorder. The last type of eating disorder that we'll be going through today is the rumination disorder, which involves the regular regurgitation of food that occurs for at least one month. Regurgitated food is basically rechewed, re-swallowed, or spit out food. Typically, when someone regurgitates their food, they don't appear to be making any effort and do not appear to be stressed, upset, or disgusted. The food is also described as tasting normally, which means that it's still undigested and that it is not acidic tasting, similar to what vomit would taste like. I actually have a family member who has the rumination disorder, and I have witnessed him spit out his food from his stomach, which was quite scary for me, especially not knowing what he was going through. Yeah, that sounds really scary. But yeah, ever since that experience, it was very eye-opening and I realized that not everyone was could eat that easily and not everyone had a good life just like me, which reminded me that I should be very grateful and thankful for the life I had. But once I learned what it was, I tried my best to comfort him and I always reminded him of how proud I am for being able to take small steps in eating, obviously. A friendly reminder to all of you that small steps also count as progress. Of course, I also remind him how much I love him and that I'll always be there, no matter what. Oh, so like, if I know someone suffering from an eating disorder, I should give them words of affirmation and motivate them to eat? Well, in my opinion, it differs for everyone. To find the best way to support someone with an eating disorder is just to directly ask them. Act according to their responses, as not everyone will have the same positive reaction towards words of affirmation, and you should adjust according to what they need. Encourage them to seek medical professional, as they are more educated about this matter. And if they are unable to seek professional help, the simplest thing you can do is to be there for them and to support them through their journey. Ooh, that's interesting. Thank you for your advice, Leigh. Of course, to those of you who have any eating disorders, I know it's not easy, 
But as we said previously, Pat and I are so incredibly proud of you guys no matter what process. We might not fully understand what exactly you're going through as you guys talking about it will never ever be equivalent to what you're actually experiencing. But please do remember that we're always here for you and that we're all so so proud of you. Please don't ever hesitate if any of you would like to reach out to us. Check out opensecret.id on Instagram, a youth-led organization in which we plan to raise awareness about the many taboos in our society and planning to talk about one's mentality and so much more. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. It means a lot to everyone here in the Open Secret family. We are your hosts, Leigh and Pat, and we're signing off. See you guys next time!